Hello and welcome to the Animation Club podcast. This is a Q&A featuring Lauren Barnes, Steph Preston and Tyrone. Please note that these Q&As were recorded across 2020 and 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. Goodbye for now. Hello Animation Club, welcome to another live Q&A. Um, so we have more of the team of Blue Zoo Animation Studios with us today. We have Steph, um, Lauren and Tyrone with us. Um, hosting today we've got Fion um, and Noah's also joining us as well. Look, I'm, I'm pointing but I don't know where everyone is on the screen at the moment. So, uh, but I'll, I'll let everyone introduce themselves um, and then Fion will start asking some questions. So um, nice. uh, we can start with uh, Steph and then work your way however you however the screen goes <laughs> hi yeah i'm staff um i'm a digital marketing apprentice here at bluezoo so i work really closely with grace who's our marketing manager so we do a lot of uh, social media blog posts um kind of anything you see out there in the world probably we've had some part in uh helping put together Yeah, I can go next. Hi, (laughs) I'm Lauren. I'm the senior talent resource at Blue Zoo. So if you guys ever want to apply for Blue Zoo or want to know more about the roles, you'll probably be put in touch with me and I'll be reviewing your applications first. Uh, So we just basically go through the whole candidate journey with you from you submitting your application to hopefully bringing you in the studio. Uh, Me? Um, Hi, I'm Tyrone. Uh, I'm studio and workflow assistant at Blue Zoo. I guess to sum it up, I've been um, doing lots of different things, sort of helping out people when they need it, you know. And, yeah, that's about the most I can say about my role because it's (laughs) changed quite a lot in the last year. (laughs) I've had a similar job role here in the past where it's a bit of everything, so it's a bit hard to pin something down, I suppose. There we go. So, um, as as everyone notices, um, it's a bit of a different Q&A to... Today, I was hoping to look at um, all the different roles involved in the animation industry. So um, things that you might not necessarily have thought about, but ways into the industry. But yeah, uh, I'll let uh, Fionn ask the first question because um, you've got some written down. No okay, so my first question to you all is that you've already explained your roles once to us, but it's okay if you go into a little more depth as to what your roles mean and how you go about fulfilling those roles. Um, should we go in the same order or yeah like a rainbow. yeah so um i uh as an apprentice i kind of do a bit of learning and a bit of working um so i do what amounts to a day a week studying uh so that's coursework going to events listening to stuff um just kind of revising and then i also do a lot of social media so at the moment i work on our young Major of the year competition um, so a lot of that is uh, social media content, putting together social media posts, uh, monitoring everything, putting out the page, advertising, and then a lot of the email newsletters as well. So if you're signed up for the newsletter, that's probably something I've written. Is there, um, is it just yourself working on that kind of thing or is there a, a small team of in the same sort of role or is it? Hmm. So at the moment in, within Bluezoo, it's Grace and I. Um, but then with Yay, it's me essentially. I put everything together, and then Grace and Tom sign off on everything. To to Lauren. Lauren. Oh, I actually. Oh, oh, sorry. Just, uh, just one thing quickly. Um, are you in charge of the whole Young Animators of the Year website? 
not the website as such, that tends to be Tom's kind of forte, but I help out with the content that goes on now. Okay, cool. Um, so as a talent resourcer, we kind of go through the whole from the beginning to the end of basically getting people into the studio. So we'll sit down with um, those who are working on like a new production and they'll say, we need like five designers and 10 animators and 12 Latin comp artists. Um, and then we'll go out to source for them. So we'll make the job ads, we'll post them on our website, we'll advertise for them on LinkedIn. Um, we'll source the candidates who apply. So make sure that they've you know got the right to work or they're suitable, um, booking interviews, and then finally do the offers as well for the candidates. So you'll basically see us all the way through your journey um, whenever you apply for Blue Zoom. Okay, so I'm studio assistant. So a lot of my role is based on a lot of admin stuff and the logistical side of things. So, for example, uh, because we're working remotely, loads of people need equipment that they obviously don't have access to in the studio. So I would go about um, asking them what they need and then ordering it to them uh, via the best website or finding the best product for them and, and shipping it over to them and, you know, things like that. And then I also, it's mostly virtual at the moment, but organize events. Um, so Paddington Bear, for example, something that we, we work on, uh, had a, a rap party recently and obviously we can't all meet up in person and do anything like that. So it was my job to, sort out a cocktail party and do all that sort of thing and yeah it was awesome that, <laughs> is it was that so that was all online a cocktail party online. yeah yeah so that was all virtual we um, had somebody you know in our class making it and we had to make the cocktails paddington themed and stuff so uh, that was a very fun evening yeah were there any like uh interesting named ones then uh, like oh, I, play on words or... I couldn't even remember what they were called now <laughs> they had marmalade in them one of them had marmalade that was a thing very on theme yeah uh, have you got any more questions there uh, yes um, how many of your role is needed at a big company like Blue Zoo so you'd need a different amount of animators than you would for something like studio assistants and things so what would you say about that was that aimed at anyone in particular or was that sorry was that a similar question to the one where it's how many of each role how um, many yeah how many yeah. of each role would you want to have in every company like oh, okay um, okay so just for I like mean, oh go on <laughs> you, you go lauren i was just gonna ask was it like how many of like our roles or just yeah of your roles see i see i see thank you yeah. <laughs> do you go first Oh, within marketing it's um it's hard to tell grace and i manage really well um but then there's always going to be times when you're a bit overwhelmed and an extra pair of hands is needed um but i mean we're we're lucky in that we managed to just kind of get things prioritized and get them out on time um so we cope well just the two of us <laughs> Um, in the talent team, we've got three members right now. So we've got our team lead, Sarah Lila, um, myself, and then the other talent resourcer, Carly. Um, and yeah, we're kind of the same. Like 
we're getting things done and we're getting to it, but we're hoping that we're able to expand our team a bit more as the studio grows, um, because the more shows that we have, the more people we'll need to bring in the excellent people to work on the shows, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so with my role, there's, I guess it's a team of two, so it's a bit like Steph, there's me and then my manager, Louise, who's the studio manager, who does a little bit of everything, and sort of make sure everyone's okay. With the question you have, there are days where obviously I think I, I could do with an extra uh, couple people, but mostly me and Louise are like, we're a team and the longer we've worked together, the longer we've, uh, you know, the better our, our working relationships become. So we just sort of, we, we always manage and yeah, I think that yeah, the two of us are, are good. How, how big, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I've asked this before, in previous q a's but how, how big is the sort of staff uh, the team at blue zoo roughly sort of you might know the updating number better than i do tyron <laughs> oh my I was, I was about to say i don't know i think last time <laughs> was, hmm, i was thinking 270 260. Wow. no we're bigger than that mm. tyron we're, we're, we're just 100. i was about wow. to say i think we're just under five just under 500 at the moment i think yeah we're like 400 and wow. something i just didn't know mm. something where did those extra 250 <laughs> people come from? I, I thought we were still yeah. 300. You're telling me. Wow. You, you've, okay. uh, you've missed out some people from the party then, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just, a few, just a few. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. So what, what kind of um, job do you think takes up the most of this 400 people? Probably, probably animators is the majority. It would be expected. Wouldn't it? it closely followed by light and comp. I think That's they're the two big ones. Rendering, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, should, should I do the next one? Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. I know it looks like I'm looking at him, but I'm actually just staring at a wall. Yeah, there's like a. Lot of <laughs> 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 um. So I'm not sure if this is already partially answered, but what is a day in the life for your role? So what would you expect every time you go in every day and what issues are normal to find for your role? It's always a lot of lot of emails that have come through in the evening or in the morning. And it's like, we need to change everything about what you've written. Um, <laughs> always a lot of edits to be doing. Um, a lot of the time it will be kind of writing up the newsletter, planning out different content, putting it together, mm. waiting a week for someone to sign it off and rushing them. Um, <laughs> a lot of it's outreach as well. So things like this, organizing that, and like internal communications, making sure everyone's updated. The other day I did an Instagram takeover. So if anyone does want to see like a day in the life, um, that's over on our Instagram highlights. Um, for me, it's, it's kind of similar in the sense that every day is different. You could go into it being like, okay, today I'm going to go through this vacancy and I'm going to sort out these interviews. But then somebody will give you a call and say, we need an animator like right now. And suddenly you have to like <laughs> drop everything and oh, try no. and find this animator. Um, we do oh, get a lot of like, oh, what was that? Sorry. It sounds a bit stressful. 
It can be a bit stressful, yeah. Keeps you on your toes, I suppose. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because um, we, we have our long-form part of the studio, so that's all of our TV series like Paddington and Pony, but we also have a short-form and commercials department, which do all, like, commercials, short films, stuff like that, and their recruitment needs are a lot more ad hoc and needed as soon as possible compared to the others. So they could say, we have a new project and we need somebody to start next week, which can be quite crazy, but it definitely keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So as I, as uh, Steph and Lauren both said, um, every day is, is very different for me. So some of the things I do regularly is like, I will, uh, it's a small thing, but check on if it's someone's birthday and then get Aww. you know baby photos for them or something like that <laughs> and you know post it on the uh, the company uh, social page and a lot of days it's admin so at the moment we are having people getting a lot of equipment so i order quite a few couriers recently to get them it equipment or bring things back to the studio if need be um, now and again, so like once a week, I'll go into the studio to do, you know, sit there, um, giving out, handing out starter packs because we've got such a a big backlog, 250 more people than I thought. So, <laughs> so we have such a big um, backlog of people at the moment. Um, I'm sending out starter packs because obviously there's n people aren't there physically. So we'd be sending them out and that takes um, quite a bit of work as well. And then uh, loads of admin stuff, which Louise will give me or help me out with. <laughs> I feel like the three of us have all got just very, like, yeah. everything comes through at the last minute. And has to be yeah. Fun. Oh, fun! <laughs> um, to Steph for this one, um, I'm sure your role requires you to be quite a logical and creative thinker. Like you mentioned, you have to create some new things for social media platforms and things. So what do you do if you're low on ideas and how do you get yourself inspired? That's a good one. magic question. <laughs> I, I need to know even this. I, I, even I struggle with that. The past few weeks, obviously, the yeah, UK competition has launched, so we're constantly putting out new tweets and assets. It does take it out of you. It's really it's difficult to get that inspiration sometimes i think the biggest way i find my inspiration is by looking at other people's pages and getting inspiration from their posts um i don't steal them don't worry i no. don't steal any information yeah um pardon oh i was just gonna say taking inspiration from things exactly exactly um and like you kind of want to see what other people are putting out what's the most engaging content you've put out what has the most engagement um, and what people are actually enjoying um, i'm trying to base it around that and obviously if anything new comes up putting that into it <laughs> okay thank you um to tyrone this one is what sort of things do you do to assist the studio manager with and do you have any big decision making on your part so with louise i would usually i mean as i've um i think i covered a little bit in the last thing but I'm going to try to think of an example. Okay, so an example. At Christmas time, we had, because we weren't in the studio and we weren't able to do a Christmas party, we had to send gifts to people. And at that point, I think we might have been at about 300-odd people at Christmas. Mm -hmm. So Louise and myself had to find a company to send people hampers to. 
So mm -hmm. we would obviously it's a big workload for one person. So if, with two, it's a lot easier. We have to mm -hmm. find the right products for people, ask them what their allergies are, things yeah. like that. And then we had a massive spreadsheet that we had to send off and obviously type people's information one by one. So <laughs> a, jo a job like that takes like yeah. quite a long a long time a lot of preparation and a lot of detail so that's something yeah. that we'll, um i will do with louise um yeah i don't know if you want another another example or if that was okay no that's great yeah i imagine that was a struggle as well if you're getting a list of that many people and then lauren's added more to it for you yeah chris christmas was a uh, um yeah <laughs> Speaking of Lauren, I have a question for you as well. What are you looking for when hiring animators? As in, what kind of skills or qualifications are you looking for when you try to hire them? Ah, good question. So, um, for junior animators, we've got two different yeah. kinds. So, we have a 2D department and a 3D department. Mm -hmm. um, our 2D department is growing every year and we love it so much. Uh, mm -hmm. For 3D, um, we look for candidates who have got experience in Maya, um, not necessarily like professional experience, just on your show reel that you've worked with Maya, because that's yeah. the main program that we use. Um, and then for 2D, uh, we use Toon Boom. So if you've got any Toon Boom on there, it's always awesome to see. And also two of our shows that we currently have on are like cutout puppet animation on Toon Boom. So if you have any of that, that's always great to see whenever i see that on a junior application i'm like yes yes and i just send them through straight away <laughs> is toon boom a free piece of animation software oh, what was that sorry is toon boom a piece of free animation software yes so it's a 2d animation software um you can get a free trial of it i believe i'm not sponsored i'm just saying <laughs> if you ever want to check it out um quite a few studios in the uk use it as well um, but you can do so much on it. You can do storyboarding, animation, hand-drawn, or puppet. Um, I think you can do comp in there as well. So, yeah, I'd, I recommend people check it out if they're interested in 2D animation. I was going to say, currently, I'm animating using Procreate. So it would be interesting to try out a new piece of animation software, definitely. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I do recommend it. Oh. We've also got a flipper clip we've set up on all the iPads here. Oh, brilliant. Um, this, I think that's like the simplest one to get in, introduce people to, mm -hmm. I think. But yeah, Procreate. Yeah. And we're, we're looking at using Blender as well, which is obviously the, yeah. the best free alternative to Maya. Um, it's because I, I, I use most of my stuff, um, but learning Blender was just very like, weird at first because it was like, oh, it's like Maya, but different. Like a million like, yeah. um, but free software is really good. Mm. Yeah, and Blender is something that we're starting to look into a bit more as a studio. Mm -hmm. So if you do want to look into Blender more, because it is great free software, anybody yeah, can use it. It's, it's fantastic. Do give it a go and put it on your CV because we love to see that. I did download Blender and I mentioned this in the last Q&A. <laughs> I opened up Blender and I tried animating a pre-made puppet and I got so frustrated <laughs> because I didn't understand it properly because <laughs> I had never done 3D computer animation before then. But I will get it one day. Just you wait. <laughs> you got to start from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my next question is: Have you always been aiming for these roles specifically, or is there another job that you're working for? 
so as an apprentice, obviously it's training, so it's not like the end goal. I didn't, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I went to college and studied business, studied a lot of marketing modules and found I really loved it. I love the combination of like the creativity, but also with like the business sense and um, looking at like the metrics and how many people you've reached and seeing how you've actually impacted an audience. And so now I know like this is the route I want to go down and eventually be like the head of my own creative agency or something cool like that. (laughs) Shivers, can't wait. It's going to be great. Sorry, Blue (laughs) Zoo. Don't you dare leave me, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I'm kind of very similar. I went to uni not knowing what I wanted to do. I ended up studying film because I knew that I loved film and animation and all of that. But I'm not a very creative person myself. So um, I found that I was really passionate in more of the people side of things. So production, production management um, and talent. So I've eventually found my way into talent. And thankfully, I got this job here at Blue Zoo because I've absolutely fallen in love with it. I initially thought that this job would be a stepping stone into like production management. Um, But to be honest, I've absolutely fallen in love with where I am right now. And I'm very happy to stay and grow. I mean, right now I am looking after a lot of the data and statistics and recruitment, which is something I thought I'd never do. I just barely got a C in maths and GCSE and here I am. And yeah, it's, I, I think any kind of advice I can give to young people is don't worry if you don't know what you want to do right now, because you will find your way eventually, and then you'll find something you love. Yeah, so uh, with with myself, uh, I studied journalism at uni, so something completely far afield <laughs> from what I'm doing at the moment. But uh, the longer we went on that course, I think by the third year, I knew for sure that I didn't want to to go into journalism so rather than that in my last year whenever I could I took up a lot of sort of media related work experience things a lot of um radio and sound production companies you know uh stuff like a lot of media companies um video digital media and then after that I was sort of looking for a job applying for anything I could like media related and through a friend of a friend or a friend not friend 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 of somebody that works at blue zoo or did work at blue zoo i managed to uh get the job here as a studio assistant so at, i mean at the moment i don't i'm not 100 percent sure of what i w- want to do in the long run but i think because of covid and stuff like that i mean still it's an awful thing ultimately but one thing it has allowed me to do is work with a lot of different departments in the company because i'm obviously not in not able to be in the studio so the end goal is to just keep working at what i'm doing work with as many people as i possibly can in as many different departments as i can and then hopefully i'll have an idea of what i want to do but yeah still taking my time with it i i love all these answers and i always love when there's an answer of not knowing what you wanted to do and just finding your way that way. Cause um, I know that in school for myself, uh, school and, and college and things, I always, always, it was always disheartening when you didn't think you were good enough at the things you wanted to do, or you couldn't find your way into what you wanted to do. 
Um, but hearing the stories of people where they've worked on something and then went in a completely different direction, just uh, and then and then found their way that way, is, is always really inspiring for people. I think it's nice for them to be able to hear that um, as well. Yeah, I always I try to think more of that. Um, yeah, it's quite encouraging to hear, like Tyrone, you were saying, like you did journalism at uni, decided it isn't for me, and then kind of was like, right, what am I going to do now? And, and trying to find the right experience and things like that. Because I think there's a lot of pressure when you start uni that is like, you have to do this and that's what you're going to do because you're going to have a degree and you're going to have to use that degree to get a job. But like, it's it's quite reassuring that, you know, you don't have to do that That if that's, you know, you, you realise that the course you want to do isn't the one that's, that's right. Because you see a lot of, I, I notice when um you apply to a lot of places and they say like you need to either be a recent graduate from this relevant course or you need to have already had three years in you know industry experience and things like that and you think a bit like what like okay like and it's really encouraging to see people kind of taking you know what you want to do into your own hands and be like right this didn't work out but I'm going to work towards this because this is what I want to do so it's just really nice to see that's a good thing about an apprenticeship you get the qualification mm. and if you do something different you've not got any debt you've made yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely encouraging to see that you don't have to figure everything out during high school because yeah. i always worry that that's what you wanted is that you would be spat out high school knowing exactly what you're doing in your future i had barely even turned 14 when they made us decide gcses and things and it felt like it was already trying to get us to pick what job we wanted for our future. So mm. it's really encouraging to see that you don't have to figure things out so soon and you can still do things that you enjoy without knowing exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we've we've got an animator at the studio currently who I love his story because it's just a really great, it brings it home exactly what you've just said. He studied fashion and Oh, and something else in the fashion industry did that for 15 years and then decided this isn't for me studied animation and now he's an animator um here at blue zoo so even if you start to go down a career and you decide it's not for me it's never too late to change mm. yeah yeah i was the i was the same in school which is like you say you you very early on told to choose your gccs and then your gccs will affect what you choose next but you're you're given this so early on you're being told to decide things that you don't even know yet and as well at such a i think the teenage years as well are very i can't think of the words now but the development stages in your head you don't know what you want to do and you don't know what's mm -hmm. being forced to sort of make decisions for the rest of your life that early on is always quite daunting and it's quite nice to have the advice of uh, uh, keep going around the circles here having the advice of saying you don't have to decide right now don't worry just do what you you could almost do like what you want to enjoy at that time yes. and then carry on forwards and you can always like say always change your mind yeah I think that's a great bit of advice like when you are doing your choices yeah. just choose what you enjoy yeah. because then that will naturally probably inform what you want to do in the future. I think yeah. a lot of people go, oh, I have to study maths and science because that'll get me a good job, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes it's who you know as well. So mm -hmm. um, the nice way that we work here as well is because we're putting people in contact with professionals in the field, but also getting the experience in different things and meeting like-minded people that everyone's... Uh, I mean, we, we had a, a good example is there's a young lad that came here 
with the idea of a comic book and we've we've put him in touch with a comic book artist and they've both worked together and he's created his own little comic book um and also done some other things with us but it's just nice that you're able to pair people off with other like-minded people and, and move on and sit and get the experience and what they want to do and or have just have the chance to experience that um i mean and, oh, you've got Lauren right here and she's the one who recruits people so yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. you're sorted if you've met her yeah yeah <laughs> fantastic oh, no. I, know, I'm, I am sure that you'll be hearing a lot from Fionn. Um, oh, God. I've got another question here. Um, and it's, do your jobs require you to be more independent or work in groups with others? I would say mine, it's kind of a mixture of both. It's very team-oriented when you're working on a big campaign um, because you kind of need all the input and all the help you can get. But once you've been trained up and once you know like the standards and what you need to be doing, it is very much, you kind of know what you're doing, you get your tasks and you just kind of go through them and you know what you're doing and you're trusted to just kind of get on with that. But it is, a lot of the work is reliant on other people and reliant on other people getting stuff to you and getting answers and content and blog posts to you to be able to put them out there. I think I'd agree. It is a bit of both. Like I love being able to, I think that's the the one positive, well, one of the small positives of the COVID outbreak is that I am at home so I can easily just get on with my work if I wanted to just really get some like vacancies done, screen some candidates and I haven't got people sat next to me. But it is great to be able to bounce ideas off of your team. Mm-hmm. If I'm struggling with a role and I'm like, I can't find the right person, I don't know what to do. It's great that I can jump on a call with my team members mm-hmm. and they can go, have you thought about this? Or oh, maybe we should reach out to this person and I can do the same for them. So yeah, it is great to be able to burrow down and get into my work. But at the same time, it's fantastic to have that support system of your team as well. Um, yeah, so I'd say, uh, like Lauren um, and Steph said, it's a mixture of both. So, for example, you know, some sometimes it would just be me, like, obviously working at home most of the time. Sometimes uh, uh, Louise will say, can you get the, these things done for me? And I will just crack on with it and, and do what I need to do. Or some days it will be more myself and Louise will do something or other together um and yeah both get it done they're doing it you know simultaneously uh and i think the the job has sort of just been as a because it's my first career job so i think it's sort of taught me to to think more independently about things so when i first started for example i was probably would ask a million and one questions because you're new and you don't want to get anything wrong and you're just kind of like do I do this do I do that how do I do this how do I do that where I think as you go along and the longer you're there you think to yourself well let me think to myself you know how do I feel is the best way to do it and take responsibility for your own decision rather than you know just asking every little detail of how you do things you sort of develop your own um style or way of working if you like and that happens through through time i 
actually have something similar to that for me is that I felt like I had to constantly be asking questions and making sure I'm doing everything exactly how other people want it. But like with what Lauren said, a small thing that was good from COVID is that I've learned to be more independent with things like my schoolwork because you're stuck at home for yeah. most of that. I spent half of year 10 being stuck at home, I remember. And I would just learn to sort things out by myself in the right time and to a good standard. So I'm glad that I found a way to get some more independence myself as well. Well done for making it through year 10 in COVID. That must oh have been good. Really should be congratulating my sister. She finished her GCSEs during that time. Oh my I finished, gosh. I finished my BTEC qualification. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've had a degree during pandemic as well. My final year, half of it was, was in person and then suddenly half of it was in the pandemic and trying to figure that out was so confusing because it was right at the beginning. And so we were like, great, you guys are all going to have to render like from the home, like on your own computers. And we were all just like, oh. oh. <laughs> the dread began to sink in. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if we've had any questions yet from people watching, but feel free no. to send in some questions. I'm uh, running out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll have some more soon. Um, have I've you got, have got a few more? Questions. I have one more, and then I have a couple in my head that I want to ask, just because no, I'm probably. curious myself. Okay. I've tried to keep these questions generalized to what other people might want to hear, but I have a few that I would personally quite like to hear for myself. Yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. So, um, my last question on here is: What advice would you give to young adults looking to get a similar job to you? I would probably say, go for it. You know, um. <laughs> You might not have 100% of the skills that people are looking for. I know even with BlueZoo, I didn't have 100% of what was on the job spec. I didn't have the Photoshop experience and I didn't have years of experience, but I thought nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's something I kind of live by at this point. If you don't try something, how can you know if you're going to benefit from it? And if in doubt, about uni or apprenticeships, I'd 100% say an apprenticeship because I was really worried I was going to miss out on the social life with uni, but an apprenticeship, like I've been able to come into the studio and go for drinks with people after work and meet up with people and have lunch and you don't get 50k in debt. I, I always think that's good advice as well, that there are other options other than university, mm. not to put university down, but I did feel like um, for myself as well, that a lot of what I did at university, I could have done either myself or through other ways. So there's, mm. so sometimes, uh, especially I find, I think in creative, mm -hmm. uh, creative roles, especially if it's, if it's creative role, university might not always be the best option because there are other courses. Sometimes they're a bit more specialist. If you need a specialist job, you might need university. But um, yeah, as you say, and also as well, uh, financially, sometimes it's better not to approach sure. as well. Mm -hmm. so. And like, definitely on that creative, like the creative industries, like there's so many more apprenticeships and internships opening up mm -hmm. at the moment. Like Blues who do uh, summer and winter internships for animation, for people who want to go into animation. And it's just such a great opportunity to learn so much from professionals, but also apply it. And schools and colleges put such a massive emphasis on uni. But I think a lot of people don't realise that they don't need the degree necessarily to go into that career field. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, a good point you made as well, sorry, before we move, is um, as well, the social, missing out on the social life. Sometimes there's that pressure as well of if you go to university, you'll make friends and you'll have a social life and things, but you can, you don't need that either. You can make friends where you work. You can have the same friends. You can, it's, there's always the way with everything. There's always a way and there's not one particular path as there. It's, it's, yeah exactly yeah (laughs) I agree pretty much I mean I studied film at university and about halfway through I pretty much clocked I I could probably do this in a different way other than uni but I was I was already halfway in didn't feel like I could quite now um I think there are some courses that are fantastic at uni um there are some brilliant animation courses and stuff like that but dev- never feel like you have to go down that route. As Steph said, there's so many other avenues. We've hired so many different artists who have not gone to university at all. So it's not a prerequisite. And in our job ads, we never say you need to have a degree equivalent or stuff like that. We're looking at your talent. We're looking at what you can bring to the table in your reel, in your portfolio. To us, it doesn't really matter where you went to study. If you went to go study somewhere, it's more what what you have basically and how you've honed in those skills. Um, to get into recruitment, I mean, I needed some admin experience to get my foot in the door. Um, so if people are looking for admin experiences, there's loads of different ways you can get that. Uh, you can become a temp and work in an office for a little bit just to get that experience. I hounded my university student union and I said, have you got a job? I'll do anything. I'll do anything for you. And I ended up being their receptionist. I didn't do much receptionist work. I in fact did my dissertation on that computer really while I was working there. But it's that little bit of experience. And then from there, you can you can get into talent if you wanted to get into talent. Yeah, I guess my advice would uh, branch off from Lauren and Steph's as well. I would say it's pretty much grab any opportunity within the fields you want to do as possible, even if it's not something that you're, you directly 100% want to do. If you get the chance to do something or the opportunity, go for it because any experience is valuable experience and that's no matter what you want to do um and i would also say while you are there and while you are doing the experience i would say um hard work and helpfulness and you know politeness is something that you know goes that definitely doesn't go unnoticed and treat everybody with you know well respect i know that probably sounds like an obvious thing but the more people that you talk to over the over the you know work experiences and courses and stuff you do the more people that you get to know the more people you talk to the more people that you make connections with and get contacts with you know the more people sort of are drawn towards you and like you you know something will will happen for you because they people don't forget that sort of thing like it sort of says if you knock on enough doors you know one will eventually open not not don't go out and do that you know, physically, <laughs> but you know it's, it's a it's a you know, mental thing but yeah, yeah that would be my advice mm-hmm. that's really good advice i think on that note as well like don't burn bridges and like people remember like amazing people if you've gone out of your way like tyrone said to be respectful and polite and helpful people mm-hmm. remember that in the future and they're more than happy to not just give you a reference, but also actively help you find there's no point burning bridges 
or leaving on bad terms, no matter mm-hmm. where, whether it's with school, mm-hmm. college, work, because mm-hmm. you might have to go back to them and be like, I'm really sorry, yeah. but can you give me a reference? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I was going to just kind of go on to a, a question, Helen. We've also got a few questions from Lindsay that yeah, have just yeah. come in. But, um, Yay, one question I wanted to ask kind of goes off of that is um, something that I think kind of that applies to all of your jobs is communication. That seems to be the the main thing, and and I think your your guys' jobs is kind of like to you're the glue that kind of keeps everything together that organizes things. Is there any kind of like advice that you you give people that maybe if there's like a bit of pressure to kind of have to be that kind of like organization and things like that. And also, yeah, something that I was, when you were just saying like, you know, keeping in contact with all of your tutors like that, like or not your tutors, but um, like, you know, school and college and stuff like that is, is there any advice that you kind of give people in terms of you saying like respect and, maybe advice that isn't so much to do with the technical aspect of things but more the kind of personal like treating your peers with respect and things like that that maybe people not, might not realize going into a, a a job like yours i would just say use every opportunity you get take advantage of anything you can if you've got the opportunity to branch out within that role and look at another department or look at a slightly different job role go for it because mm-hmm you'll broaden your horizons so, so much and you'll learn so many more skills and have an appreciation for what people put into their job and how much actually goes into it. I'd, I'd say pretty much the same. And for people who, because I know communication isn't easy for everyone, like I'm neurodiverse, so I do struggle with that sometimes. But I think when you do get into a job, it's really important to just have, like have a chat with your manager and say, this is how I like to communicate. How do yeah. you like to communicate and set those kind of rules straight off the bat? So then you know the best way to get your ideas across and they know the best way to get what they want to say over to you across as well. I think that's really yeah. important. I, I would say um, when you're working, obviously sort of business aside, I would say, one thing is and i know it's obviously more difficult with the current circumstances but um building personal relationships sort of you know get just getting to know your colleagues a bit more and you know talking to people and having conversations about things that you know aren't necessarily work related are important because the more you learn about somebody sort of personally i guess the easier a little bit easier to work with them in Mm. the uh business sense so that would be you know something that i would i would say just you know put yourself out there if you know some people are obviously naturally shy which is okay but Mm -hmm. put yourself out there socially get to know people then eventually you just become more comfortable and and confident in your job and Mm -hmm. that can go a million miles Can you see the questions, Sam? Or do you want me to read them out? I I can't see Uh, any now. Hang on. That's what I've been meaning to ask about. All right. Yeah, if you click on comments, oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. I, we can see them now. Cool. We can carry on asking them if you like. <laughs> I was just yep, going to okay, say, sorry, sorry before the next one's. Um, yeah, uh, actually, no, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Sorry. Continue. My <laughs> <laughs> mind just went blank because I was too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for Lauren, is all your hiring for role on a per project basis? 
Um, so do you have people that a particular project every time Bluesy starts the project? Um, or do you have creatives that have contracts by the projects hired for? Um, yeah, I guess it's like, there are, is it a project basis or, or contracts or is it a bit of both kind of thing? Um, for some roles, it's a bit of both, but it's mainly to do with the project. So we have like core staff that have been in the studio for forever. We call them our Blue Zoo babies and they sometimes move from project to project. Um, we also have our short form team that I mentioned before where they might be working on multiple projects, but as an animator because they've, they've got so much going on. But usually for our long form projects, so for example, Paddington, uh, we would hire you for Paddington. Um, so yeah. we would be looking for like maybe that style and see if you've got anything similar on your reel. Um, can you adapt to that style? Um, but we do our best to try and keep talent as much as we possibly can as well. So if your project is ending and there's another one coming up, we will do our best to try and move people over rather than keep bringing in external talent because we want to keep expanding mm. everybody's knowledge and their skills as artists as well. Hope that answers it. <laughs> yeah, so she also asked, is there a, a core um, core team kind of, of Blue Zoo creatives that move from project to project? So I'm guessing there are, and especially your, yourselves are all kind of part of the, the core team that are always there. So people yeah. that come in and go on different projects like that. Yeah, they can't um, get rid of us. We're, we're always there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With us forever. Every corner you turn, Lauren's just there waiting. Just waiting, looming at the end of the <laughs> corridor. <laughs> There's ominous music every time you turn a corner and you see me. I'm like, Lindsay says, How on earth do you keep on top of resourcing when many projects are starting and finishing all the time? That's a very good question. Um, lots and lots and lots of spreadsheets. We are building our own talent pools, so people who have joined us and then left, and also people who we're keeping an eye out. So they might have made an application on uh, one project, but they're not quite right for that, but we'd love to consider them in the future. So there's lots of names flying around. LinkedIn's always great. So whenever you guys want to start your, your journey into the animation industry, find us on LinkedIn and please do connect because we love being able to see everybody's work on there and it's great for us to be like oh they might be great for this project and then we can put you forward so yeah it's a mixture of different ways of organization um but somehow we manage it yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing as well like you say it's it's you're you're remembered obviously for your work but you're also remembered for yourself as a person as well yes. so if you can leave a, a good impression on people because i think i imagine that it, with working with so many people the only people that you'd really remember are the ones that are either really good or really bad and mm -hmm. uh, the way they are so you, it's it's good to be on the better end of that um yeah. sorry got a i feel question. like that's such a big part of blue zoo just like mm. hiring as well is making sure you're the right fit as well yeah. not just like technically and experience wise but like knowing you're actually going to mesh well with the team and get on with everyone yeah, because it, it sounds so corny, and I know every company says it, but it really feels like we're a family. <laughs> even, even though a lot of us haven't met in person, like my team, for example, I've only met them once in person, 
Um, but I would jump on a grenade for them. I love them so much. And, I, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in most teams as well. There's definitely this family culture. And when people do leave us, they do leave us messages saying, if there's anything, let me know. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Karis is asking, did you all start off in London or did you move to London for work opportunities? Um, I don't even live in London. No, um, <laughs> yeah. no I, I live uh, just to the west of London and just commute into the office sometimes. I think London has become almost like a hub mm -hmm. for a lot of animation and creative industries. Mm. But I think now times are changing and especially with the pandemic, there are there's a lot more demand for kind of regional productions or yeah. productions that are based outside the M25. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just to expand on that, we do have some productions coming up where we are looking for talent outside of London, which is definitely a challenge, but I think it is needed because, I mean, I'm from Derbyshire. I'm from mm -hmm. the Midlands. So I'm not from around here. And I did initially move down to near Reading, where I'm currently based because I thought London is the hub, that's where everything is. But again, one of the small good nuggets from COVID is we've learned that you don't have to be in London to get these amazing opportunities. Um, over the pandemic, we've hired talent from Scotland, who are still in Scotland, Wales, who are still in Wales, all over the UK. Um, and I think flexi working is gonna be bigger in studios as well, where they might you might go into the studio once a week and then you can work from home for the rest of the week and that's so helpful for people who aren't in london because they can do that yeah. commute from maybe leicester in a day um yeah so we're excited to see how it has changed everything really because it just opens that talent pool so much and we've got international as well like oh, yes. working oh, from yes. home yeah, we've hired people in Canada, South Africa, all over Europe. And this is something that we never would have even looked into if COVID wasn't a thing. So yeah, definitely opened more doors. I have a question of my own, actually. Um, so for most of the things I've been hearing about recently to do with events and things like that, for example, the careers event that you're going to be talking at, um, it's all based on people who are meant to be a lot older than me i've heard maybe in university or um, applying for university so i'm like three years behind the demographic but how do i go about really sticking my foot in the door and making a really good first impression early on with a big company like you guys because i haven't quite built up a very good portfolio yet um so in those kind of events i'd say attend um if you see one and it's you know you're able to attend i say do it it doesn't matter if you've gone to uni or not because a lot of the advice we'd be giving to uni students would probably be very similar to the advice we'd be giving you. Um, as we say, we don't say that you need a degree um, in order to apply for jobs here. So yeah, if you see an event, you you go for it. Um, we also try and do as much face-to-face -face events as possible, obviously because of COVID, that's not really happened. But we really want to start kicking that back into action and meeting with candidates and you know we'd love to see you and if covid's still a thing and you want some advice i'm on linkedin i'm always happy for a chat so feel free to link, link in with me um and any of the talent team really because that's what we're here for we the animation industry in the uk is still very very young so we want to develop that talent as much as we can because 
it is such a small talent pool. We'll probably hire one of you at some point. <laughs> it's just the way it is. We, we see so many names and we see somebody at like a graduation event and then two years later, oh, we've hired them. Like this, it can happen more than you think. So yeah, feel free to just reach out to talent resources, not just at Blue Zoo. I know we are the best, but um, everyone's always down for a chat. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that I've noticed, which has been really fantastic, is everyone's been so approachable, and it, it's it's been good doing these as well to show, prove that to everybody. Because um, especially with some of the younger people, it's, it is a bit daunting to think to talk to a a company, but then to see to see them as the people, it's it shows how approachable everybody is, and especially in the creative industry. Everyone is like happy to try and inspire people and get them keeping creative so yeah because i think especially like even the directors we have at blue zoo everybody started somewhere everybody was that grad or student or 15 year old who was really into animation and didn't know where to start so i think that's why everybody's so welcoming and so lovely in this industry I'm hoping another question pops in. Yeah, well, <laughs> just be me asking well, questions the whole time. That's all right. I don't, I don't know if, if, if you've got any more, Noah, um, or if you've got any questions no. for us, because we've got a few, only a few minutes left anyway at the moment. So. Yeah, I, d I didn't want to ask anything that was going to spark a, a 10 minute conversation. Because <laughs> I don't want to keep you going. But I, I did just want to say it's not really a question. You guys, the advice has been so, so nice. Um, yeah. And it's been really nice talking people um it sounds weird but talking to people that don't actually work on animation um because i think a lot of a lot of people when they're getting into it they kind of think oh i have to be an animator um but yeah. it's really nice to see that there are ways of working in the creative industry doing really important jobs as i said you guys are the people that are keeping things all organized and making things don't fall apart and i think when you're trying to think of what to do you might think like oh animation is really intimidating and things like that but some people might not realize that there are jobs like yours that are just as important um, and, and really, really interesting to learn more about them. Um, and uh, in terms of organizing events and stuff, it would be great to see. I'm, I'm definitely going to, when the pandemic's over, I'm definitely going to keep updated on your guys' social pages and see when you're doing your person events and things like that, because those will be really, really fun to go to. Um, you guys, I'm, I'm guessing you guys have, have done events that are kind of like, um, what word for it like i don't want to say expo but you know like the really big yeah that kind of thing it'd be really nice to to go see you guys there if you're doing one of those yeah i think it'd be nice to see people in in person again because yeah. <laughs> we've been doing a lot of events i mean june was a crazy month for recruitment mm -hmm. events for us so there was like annecy there's fmx the big like animation film festivals mm -hmm. um but in a way it's kind of made it more accessible as well because there are people who maybe could never have gone to france or germany who were able yeah. to attend to attend this time um yeah. and if you're ever on holiday in north wales you're welcome to come in visit us here at the yeah. tape. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, there's not, not quite 400 people here, but... Uh... One day we'll have an army, just yeah. you wait. We'll take up the rest of the building. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, Blue Zoo started with 18 people, so... Uh, fantastic. <laughs>
I bet that would have made your job a lot easier, Tyrone. (laughs) (laughs) Would have loved 18. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just thinking of, I mean, there's not as many, but there's a a group here called the Ghostbusters, which is a music group, and there's usually about 30 or 40 of them in the group. But I'm just imagining the way they are, it's someone's birthday every day, and I can imagine that would be the same (laughs) with yourself having to find birthday pictures. It's uh, every day of the year is probably someone's birthday at Lucy, I'm guessing. Funnily <laughs> enough, we do have the odd day where there is no one's birthday. Huh? It's weird. <laughs> but the bigger the company grow, the less likely that's going to happen, I think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. the same with Bluetooth. Um, the Googles. I'm, making, I'm mixing words up now. <laughs> I've been, yeah, it's the longest conversation with uh, other people for a while, I think. Wrap <laughs> <laughs> um, things up. Wanted to say something oh, yeah. that Lindsay's just said. Yeah. Um, insight into the landscape of the industry, all given through the Q and A's, is super interesting. And all the kids here have found it really awesome to be able to ask questions with a little yeah, love heart really. emoji. <laughs> yeah. It has Thanks, been really Mom. nice. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks for having us. It's been really yeah. great yeah. to meet you. Thank you so much for all the advice, by the way. It's really nice. It's really helpful. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll end up going off live in a second then. So I'll just say yeah. to the Animation Club, so um, just if you hadn't seen my announcement before, uh, Animation Club is back at tape, but we're only limited. We're limited for space, so we're full up at the moment. But we will be Yay! continuing to do online workshops on Thursdays and occasionally mixing it up with some Q&As like this one. So, um, yeah, so... Animation Club has moved from Tuesdays to Thursdays online. Oh. Yeah, that's the message. But yeah, thank you again very much for for talking to us, and we'll we'll see you all see you all in the future. I was worried I was going to feel Thanks really for having us. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much. It's been really nice. Thank you for listening to this Q and A podcast. We would like to thank. Lauren Barnes, Steph Preston and Tyrone for speaking to us and the Animation Club for their hard work. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Goodbye.